This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. And welcome into the Pirate Radio Podcast. I'm Shirley Rhodes. On January 2nd, it was our first show back from the holiday break, and we had a chance to sit down and visit in studio with ECU's new offensive coordinator, John David Baker. First show of 2024, and a big guest joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios, Bryce Williams still alongside, and John David Baker, new offensive coordinator of your East Carolina Pirates, joining us as well for the first time. Coach, appreciate you hanging out with us for a little bit. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Uh, Bryce, uh, when you walked in, Bryce said, so you, you got a little little off time? And you said, no, nah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any off time? No, not really. I mean, especially with just uh, going back and being able to coach in the bowl game. I mean, I left right after the bowl game and uh, went back, saw family for a second, and then flew right back to Greenville and boots on the ground keep working so not, there's not a bunch of time off right now which is fine i asked you during the press conference about being here and also coaching in that bowl game and uh, you had a great response you said i'm an east carolina pirate but uh everybody in your room you brought them there to to old miss right yep. so you wanted to see them out in the uh the best possible way and, and you were able to do that yeah absolutely i mean a, a year ago right now i was you know in the middle of recruiting caden prescoring to come to old miss and um, you know, when he made that commitment to us, I made the same to him that, you know, you're coming here, I'm going to finish this thing with you. I, I don't know what the future holds, but I'm going to finish it with you. And so be able to go back and, and coach in the game and obviously Caden have the game that he had and how the game went was pretty special. Uh, what was it like to be thrown right into the recruiting fire? And uh, I guess you get with Coach Houston, the other coaches, see you know who's on their target board, and, and immediately go out and start talking to these guys. So, what was that uh, that situation like for you? Yeah, I, it's just kind of crazy because you you know a week before you're walking into a high school with one set of colors on, and then the next week you're in a different set of colors, but still trying to spin this the same message of. Um, trying to get guys to come be a part of something special, obviously here, but also you know something special playing in this offense, and and that's been the the biggest thing talking to recruits, talking to kids and coaches, um, just the, their level of excitement, knowing and seeing what we've done the last three years there at Ole Miss, and and knowing that a version of it's coming here. Um, people have been you know big time receptive to it. As a uh, former tight ends coach, got a former tight end here uh, in the Pirate Radio Studios, and Bryce, we. I want to want to talk about Shane Calhoun and all the young tight ends on this roster and then see those guys get going. Uh, what What is the role of a tight end in your offense, Coach? I, I tell everybody, especially because I've coached it the last three years, you know, in any offense, the quarterback is always the most important guy. I mean, it starts it starts and ends with him. Um, but in what we do, um, the tight end, he is I mean, he is ultra important to the success of the offense. If you look at just the last three years there when we've had a tight end, we've been extremely, extremely good, like very diverse in what we do. Um, obviously, you saw the difference of when pre-scoring was kind of injured our first three games this season. And then when he came back, we just kind of we kind of went to another level offensively. Um, they're they're imperative what we do just because of the tempo piece. And we ask them to do a lot of different things. They're kind of a Swiss Army knife army knife for us like you know we put them in a lot of different situations and ask them to do a lot of different things john david baker here inside the pirate radio studios bryce you got a question you can jump in uh jamie has a question on youtube which is uh kind of ironic because recently you posted the steve logan we go for it every time clip uh that always gets the fans fired up uh he said how often do you go for it on fourth down in a game now obviously this has to do with 
down and distance or the you know the distance uh the time and all that but uh, generally speaking you know how aggressive will you be on fourth down yeah it just depends on the situation the game and you know we've been very aggressive here in the past you know and that would be something that coach Houston and I work through because it's uh you know it's a it's a team thing and it's a it's not necessarily just an offensive perspective of what we're trying to do but it's about situational football and when the time is to go and when it's not to go and you know honestly I just I saw that clip early on after I gotten hired and I thought it was pretty awesome so <laughs> uh, John David Baker joining us offensive coordinator at East Carolina uh, we've talked to a a commit and to a signee. I'm not sure if you can talk about Caden Hauser. I don't think she's in trouble. I don't know what you can and can't talk about. But as far as the quarterbacks you got here and the quarterbacks that are coming in, um, how do you feel about that position heading into this offseason? I feel good. Um, we got to continue to try and add competitive depth. Um, that's the most important thing, and that's that's my job is to make sure that from top to bottom that we've got guys in that room that I don't care if you're a fifth-year senior or you're a, a freshman stepping on campus. Um, your job is come in there and compete and, and push the guy in front of you. And so I feel good about it. Is it where I want it to be yet? No, um, but I, I feel like we're heading in the right direction. My last chat with Alex Flynn, uh, he was still seemingly undecided on what he was going to do as far as football or uh, or go into the the real world and uh, and that stuff. Uh, do you know if Alex Flynn will be a part of the team? You know, that's just he and I got to continue to have some more conversations about. It. That's kind of been the hard thing about just the transition as far as you know, you get here and it's all about recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Where it's in today's college football world where you got to really kind of you also got to recruit your own roster right. and and that's where unfortunately at times that gets put on the back burner and especially in my situation with obviously you know trying to recruit new guys to come here but also going back and so those will be conversations that he and I have here in the near future probably John David Baker uh, joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. If you have a question you can get it in Tyler asking uh, the biggest difference between ECU and Ole Miss um that's probably hard to say you know i just haven't had a could that's everybody wants to ask me how's greenville how's greenville i'm so well i've I spent maybe about 72 total hours here right. unfortunately um most of it's most of it's been spent out on the road but just from the time that i have been able to spend here um the town is awesome the people are awesome um it's exactly what you want in a football town in a college in a college town like you, you can't ask for much more honestly Kenny asking, uh, will you be in the booth or on the sideline? I, I've always planned on being in the booth, um, and I've been in the booth most of my career. Um, besides at Ole Miss, I've actually been on, down on the field. And so my plan right now is to go up top, um, but we'll see as time goes. Uh, you talked about recruiting a lot here and being on the road. You, you've really got to at least enjoy that somewhat to, to be in this business. So how about – you know making those personal relationships being on the road it's got to be tough but also i mean what kind of satisfaction do you get from from doing that and trying to bring in kids you know there's there's a couple parts to that like one i i enjoy it because you know you're going to see different high school coaches so you get to sit down and talk with them and and it's funny like it's a people say it's a small world the coaching world is even smaller and so when you start talking to these high school coaches it'll take about five minutes you're going to make a connection to somebody that you know that he knows that you know we we play together here we coach together here um and then the other thing is and why i love coaching and, and recruiting is 
you get to see these kids and you get to see where they're from, you know, and, and what kind of makes them who they are, where they grew up, the the, the community they're a part of, the, the kids that they grew up with. And so that's the part that I enjoy the most. You get a, a real feel for where a kid's coming from. Mm-hmm. Bryce, uh, you got a question for Coach? I was just kind of pondering some some questions. Um, as far and obviously the tight end <clears throat> deal, we've already has one already committed here. Did I see that y'all posted? Um, we've got a high school signing. High school signing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are y'all kind of on the looks for um, adding another tight end, one or two, or are we can you content with kind of where we're at? Or I I feel really good about our room right now, yeah. especially with the signee coming in. I feel like we've got really good competitive depth in there really feel like those guys skill set fits what we're going to do um offensively and um I, I like i said i feel really good about where we're at i hope those guys watched the bowl game the other day because they saw the saw the tight end yeah. you know win the peach bowl mvp and, and what he did for i think he had like 10 catches for 130 some odd yards so nice. that's that was good probably for them to see just when the when the offense is rolling, that guy's a big part of it. Yeah, which uh, I actually like hearing that too. How much <laughs> the tight ends being going to be utilized in your yeah. offense? So uh, I'm excited to hear that. Bryce, yeah. well, you were uh, what top ten? Definitely top oh. five all time tight end in ECU. Where are you at? Where do you rank yourself? Oh. Uh, statistically, I, th- I think touchdowns is. My dad could tell me. I don't really know. I think it's <laughs> You're up there. somewhere top five catches yards somewhere in the, I think, top five is yeah. somewhere around there. And we need to we need to get back to that, utilizing yeah. that yeah. title. Well, I, I said we weren't going to take another one, but when he stood up a second ago, I was trying to figure out if he had any more eligibility <laughs> left. Like, I'd take you back. Yeah, I could probably find some, you know, find some finagling in these rules. In COVID, you didn't uh, use your COVID year because I was, uh, yeah, you were yeah. gone before that happened. I, I'd love to. I tell you, Look, they got a waiver for everything now. We, right, we can get you going. Hey, that works for me. I'd come back to Greenville. Well, I'm here, but I'd come back to the Pirates in a heartbeat. That's for sure. Luke's asking uh, John David about your playing career. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I uh, I grew up in, in San Angelo, Texas. Um, played at a little 4A high school there. There's two high schools in town. I went to the smaller of the two. Um, you know, played, uh, was a three-year starter in high school. Um, and then had a chance to go play at Abilene Christian, which at the time was a Division two school when I signed there. And then uh, my senior year, we transition to FCS so I was a uh, I was a lifelong backup I was a backup quarterback my first three years of college um, backed up who now is one of my best friends his name is Mitchell Gell who was he's for a long time he was division two all-time leading passer uh, and then had a long career in the in the CFL but uh, had a chance to to play my senior year uh, it was our first year transitioned to FCS and uh, had, a, had a ton of success in that one year and loved every second of it. And then when I got done playing in college, I, I wasn't real sure. I knew I wanted to coach, but I wasn't sure what kind of path I wanted to take. I, I, I thought I always wanted to coach high school football in Texas, and that was my plan. And so I, was, I was, had an extra semester, and I was student teaching at the time. And my my college head coach was like, well, hey, why don't you just come out here and, and GA? So I I was doing that, and then I got a phone call about playing in this indoor indoor league, and I was like, shoot, I need I need some extra money, so why not? So kind of did that for a little bit, and then uh, and then 
got into my coaching career right after that yeah good stuff uh talking to john david baker i got a, a text uh about you sounding like lincoln riley i guess both <laughs> texas guys and robert asking uh, do you have any really do you know lincoln at all have you talked to him i've i've met lincoln a couple times just because of uh just all my connections to the air raid through graham harrell and yeah. all that um but I, I don't I don't know Lincoln personally. No. Do you hear it? You hear it at all, Bryce? I mean, you were. Oh yeah, Lincoln. between him, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the Texas draw, which is nice because with the Texas OCs, we've done really well. <laughs> That's right. So uh, you can't complain about that. about it. Bryce, usually at this time every Tuesday, we're talking food. We just welcomed in yeah, Coach to those really conversations are. during the break, uh, talking some barbecue. In fact, uh, we had a question earlier. Um, Tyler asking, have you been introduced to Eastern North Carolina barbecue yet? I, I have not yet, but it's like I told you, saying go off air, like I'm a fan of good food. So if it's good, I'll try it and I'll go anywhere and eat it. All right. Well, you got plenty of options around these parts. A lot of good barbecue uh, around the area. Uh, if you got a question for Coach, you can get it in. He'll be hanging out another uh, 10 or 15 with us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Ryan asking, uh, do you believe you have the pieces here to run the type of offense you want? And if not, what is the biggest need uh, that you still need to add? No, I really feel I really feel strongly um, that we do. And I, I'm not just saying that. I, I really do, you know, we sat down and, and watched really every guy that we've got on the roster and feel like we've got the pieces and feel like we've added the pieces that we really need to go do it. Now we've got to still add some some depth and and get get some guys in some spot that you've got to have to make it through a 12, 13-game season. Um, but I really do feel like we've got the guys in the room that we can go be extremely competitive next year. Coaches, you know, make the players, but but players can make coaches as well, right? So, when in twenty two, we, we had an explosive offense with some really good players that uh, that departed the program, and last year was a struggle offensively. So, you said you've gone back and looked at some of that. Did you you did see some positive signs though from from what is on this roster? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got we got players in that room, and like I said, we've added some guys to do that. Um, but like you said, you know great players make great coaches and it's our job to make sure we're doing things to put those guys in a position to be successful and asking them to do things that they're good at uh, we always talk about you know not trying to put a square peg in a round hole like let's make sure we're asking these guys to do the things that they can do well and, and do it at a, do it at a high high level uh question here from justin and i'm going to change his question his question is what game on the schedule next year are you looking forward to? I'm going to ask you: Do you even know who's on the schedule next year? <laughs> Have you even sat down to look at that yet? I've got a, I've got a fairly decent idea what the schedule looks like. Uh, you know, the only one that I really care about is that first one versus Norfolk State, and and that will be to me that is the biggest game of the year um, because it's going to be the first chance that we get to as a unit to go step on the field and go, you know, put what we're about to do for the next eight nine months and go put it on tape and put it on the grass. I did see. Liberty uh, playing on New Year's Day. What was that yesterday? Uh, losing to Oregon, and uh, they are on the schedule. We get App State here, Bryce, which will be a uh, good in-state opponent on the road at Old Dominion, and uh, then you get in to conference play. Uh, this is more of a Blake Harrell question, but having Navy and Army on the schedule, uh, that's going to be a headache for the defensive coaches. Uh, any Anything change with the offense when you take on a military academy? You just kind of know going into those games like – you know, there's a good chance you're going to have a few less possessions. Um, now, I say that, you know, when I was at University of North Texas, we played uh, 
we played Army in 2017 and ended up beating them 52-49. And so, I say that, but you can, sometimes when those when those triple options get rolling, it, it'll turn into a shootout real quick. Uh, Brooks asking, what's more important in uh, 2024, college football, NIL, or an indoor practice facility? <laughs> um, well, that's a that's <laughs> a great that's there, a great yeah. question. Um, to be honest with you, if you ask any one of them, those kids what they'd rather have an indoor practice facility or NIL money, they'll tell you NIL. Sure. And so that that uh, that to them is the most important thing. And and anybody would tell you that you know facilities are nice, but a kid is always gonna he's always going to prefer a few extra coins in his pocket over, you know, going to practice indoors on certain days. That goes for all of us breathing That's uh, out here in the world. Um, Jamie asking, because Mike Houston has, I mean, you look at his track record, he has won quite a bit. Uh, last year, that was not the case. Uh, says, what sold you on Mike Houston? And kind of standing on shaky ground at the moment, but again, he's got uh, a very good foundation. So what kind of sold you on Coach Houston? Uh, one th- a couple of things, really. And one I've spoke on before is just, you know, once I got to know him as a person, um, it was a pretty easy sell just knowing the type of type of man he is and kind of where he comes from, what he believes in. But the second thing is, is if you want to know what the future looks like, look at the past. And, and Coach Houston's had a bunch of success over his time. Uh, and to me, the most important thing for him when you look at that success is he's done it at all different levels, which and, I, and maybe it's because I, I played D2 ball and coached FCS. Like I have a I've got a respect for guys that are able to have success at those levels and been able to translate. He's been able to translate it everywhere he's been, um, you know. And last year, it is what it is for whatever certain reasons. But him as a whole, and you look over his career, he's been extremely successful. And I don't see why that should change anytime soon. Uh, Robert asking: Are players able to learn your terminology and plays at this time? Do they have any like playbooks or anything? <laughs> no, that's again, that's the kind of the crappy thing about just the way college football set up right now is you know we were actually talking about in the office earlier. You know we're we're about to have these few days of vi- visits coming up. The kids start school next week on the eighth, and then we're on the road. And so I'm about to go. You know, really, our whole staff that. We've gotten to maybe say hello to these guys, but right. we're about to have the first two or three weeks of school for the spring semester, and we're not even going to be able to be, able to be around our guys, which I hate. So, um, no, they they haven't yet, but that's the beauty of what we do. I, I've got I've got zero concern that they're going to be able to learn it and pick it up really really fast. Yeah, I think we talked about that, Bryce, uh, when we made the change from Donnie Kirkpatrick, and uh, we're looking for a new coach about you know terminology, and and Justin here is asking about up tempo or huddle and. Uh, how how easy was it for you to learn a new playbook? Which you uh, went from Riley to Dave Nichols, so how similar nothing. was it? It was all the same. It was all the yeah, same, it, yeah. which was nice. How that offense was obviously a lot of hand signals. I mean, literally one hand signal told you know told, told everything. Um, I mean, it was almost effortless. You know what we were going through. So obviously, the big change was NFL when they're this long. <laughs> um, How about with yeah. you, Coach, as far as the, what the guys will need to learn? Yeah, I'm sure you try to keep it simple, right? Yeah, that's that's the you know that's the air raid in me. But it's you know we've always just tried to keep it extremely simple for those guys because if if those guys are having to think. Mm-hmm they're going to start playing slower and that that's not good for our success and so um, that's something that we always err on the side of is not never having too much 
Um, but we're always going to be creative. We're always going to have ways to attack the defense. Um, but it, it's my job as as the coordinator, as a coach, to make sure those guys are not thinking at all and they can just go play freely. If it's going the way you want it to, um, it, will you go up tempo? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, like I've said before, that's something that I, I believe in because I, I've seen it um, over my time the last few years. Um, to me, it's – for us at Ole Miss, it was a it was an equalizer, um, you know, for some of those defensive lines in that league. Um, for a place like here, where I feel like we're going to have equal talent to everybody that we're playing, um, now it becomes a real advantage. And there's times there's times where you you really want to use it, but there's times where you got to be smart as well. And we'll have a we'll have a healthy balance of that. Talking about being pleased with the tight end room, uh, another room you got to be pleased with is the running back room. And again, you haven't had a lot of time to get to know uh, these guys because you've been out on the road so much. But uh, that, even in a down year offensively, was a positive for ECU, and appears it'll be the same coming up this uh, next season. Right, absolutely. We got we've got great depth in that room, and and we need it. If you look at uh, you know the last few years. You know, it's it's not just been one guy. You know, especially if you look back at twenty twenty one. You know, our first year at Ole Miss. You know, we had we had three different guys rush for about seven hundred yards, and so that's kind of the balance we want in, in the room, especially with the tempo stuff. Like it helps. We always want a fresh guy in there, uh, and it and all it does is create opportunities for guys in that room. So, and there's I promise you, there's going to be a guy sitting in there when we start spring ball that's going to be about fifth or sixth on the depth chart, and all of a sudden you're going to look up in the season, he's going to be one of those main guys. Uh, we got to get our final break in. Uh, we'll come back more with John David Baker. Kenny Curlings, this is the leading question. I know his favorite NFL team. He knows you're from Texas. He wants to know your favorite NFL team. Go ahead. I, I was born and raised a Cowboys fan, my whole family. And you got to think, when I was growing up, the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls. So, like, I love Troy Aikman. I love Emmett Smith. Had a pet named Emmett growing up, so I'm a Cowboys guy. Yeah, I'm a sad Washington fan, Coach, <laughs> so uh, I ain't got much to say to you right now. <laughs> we need a new show with Bryce and Coach just uh, talking about signs and signals. <laughs> yeah. and pretty fascinating conversation uh, during the break there, and something I did want to bring from that break to the air. Um, you talk about stealing signs a lot in baseball. Uh, happens in football as well. Uh, Jim Harbaugh apparently brought it to the forefront, uh, or Michigan anyway. Uh, but as far as that goes, Coach, and trying to maybe shield what you're doing, change up what you're doing, uh, how much does sign stealing go on in football, and then what do you do to combat it? You know, it, it goes on a lot. Um, you know, those defensive guys, they always try and find an advantage. Offensive guys do too, but for us um, – you know, obviously the thing that helps us is is the tempo part. It's hard for guys to pick our signals because by the time they they know what we're doing, the ball's probably getting snapped. Um, the other thing is, you know, we got multiple signal guys, so trying to figure out which one it is and and all those things kind of kind of help that. I had a question from Seth. He said, if an ECU fan wants to watch a team from this past season to get a feel for what our offense will look like, uh, is it safe to say Ole Miss is that team? And are there any other influences? If P- if Pirate fans, uh, look, we saw kind of a rough offense last year. We want to get excited about it. Um, watch Ole Miss. Any other teams we could watch to maybe get a feel for it? Yeah, obviously our stuff there, um, it'll be very, very similar. Probably some of the other ones you can watch. Um, Oklahoma. Uh, would be a great one to watch with with Coach Lebby, who was the offense coordinator at Ole Miss. Um, it's actually kind of how I got to Ole Miss. Um, what they did at OU this year, and then and then 
watching uh watching tennessee just the tempo piece there'll be you know there's a blend of of what we do and, and what they do as well kenny asking uh, how excited you are to work with a talent like Caden hauser and, and what he could bring to the uh quarterback position no absolutely um you know he is um he has a high high ceiling um he has um what i like to think kind of everything you want in a quarterback as far as arm talent um athletic ability um he is wired exactly how you want he is a football junkie um and that was you know as i went around and and met with different guys and just kind of try to get a feel for him it was uh it became apparent really fast that this kid was all about ball and he loves football and and i think once he stepped on campus he felt um you know how serious this place was about about ball and and he you know he told coach houston you know this i want to be a part of this and so that's um i'm excited as can be i just can't wait to get his big butt here on campus and get to work uh josh asking uh are we getting speakers in the helmets like what's been in uh the bowl games uh if so have you been uh has ECU been allowed to mess with those yet uh um, anything about that that's a good question uh they've tried a bunch of different things like they've done the the headsets and the helmets they've done the tablets and some of these bowl games you know if they're testing that stuff out i bet you it's not far away um from being in college football all across the board um and so i i think it's something that we'll see here in the near future all right about out of time bryce you got anything else it sounds like you know uh what play he's calling and, and and what you need to do as a tight end right yeah. You understand yeah. it pretty well? Hopefully I can come out to practice, maybe, if I can. Yeah. Maybe get some cleats, just relive the <laughs> old old playbook days. Run a route or two. Yeah. That'd be good. Coach, uh, thanks so much for hanging out, man. No, absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Hopefully we gave you a break. Now, <laughs> now you can get back to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to go make some phone calls. There you yeah. go. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.